Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Stores, the best hardware stores in town, brings you this hour of the Garage Logic podcast. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Well, boys, just got the confirmation. A more towels next Wednesday. Cool. I never thought I'd get to talk to him. That's going to be fun. Right. He is the author of of The Rules of Civility and... uh, the number one bestseller for two years, A Gentleman in Moscow. I forgot to forward it to you, but uh, someone, I'll see if I can find it here, attended his show at the Performing Arts Center in Hopkins, correct? Isn't that yeah, right? let me review. When I read A Gentleman in Moscow, I continually looked through uh, the Sunday papers when they usually have author's notes about who's coming to town, and I never saw him here, and uh, we never got around to calling him. But then, what, about two weeks ago, mm-hmm. we were tipped off that he was in town. He was in a, a, some sort of cultural uh, festival in Hopkins. What the- and we emailed him. And he got back to me uh, just the other day saying, I'm sorry I wasn't able to contact you. Uh, I think what he did was vet me to discover if I could actually read. <laughs> and he said, I'm sorry I didn't get back to you, but I'd love to do it. And then he threw me some dates, and I chose uh, next Wednesday, and he said, great. So, what do you mean by show? What does he do? Well, I, I'm sure he came in and gave a lecture or something. Oh, okay. But uh, the per- there was a person who had attended that and said it was wonderful. Okay. It was really, really good. That's an amazing venue for many things, by the way. I've seen concerts there. The what what is the venue? Hopkins Center for the Arts. Yeah. Main Street, right? Small right next and to- intimate. You know, yeah. this guy, uh, Tolls, all his life was an investment banker. Hmm. Turned author. So right, and apparently I, not a good one. What right. what I want to explore with him is I, I what I'm suspecting is that he made enough money oh. to stop banking and take this risk of writing. Sure, and, and it, it absolutely worked out for him. Maybe you could find out some stock tips too before our money is completely down the Thornton, Colorado, west. Several parents are outraged after a dwe- a drag queen spoke to their kids during Rocky Top Middle School's <laughs> career day. There you go. <laughs> Aspire, kids. Now the principal is apologizing for not notifying parents ahead of time. A police officer, an architect, and a drag queen. A broad range of jobs on career day, but parents said one of them has no business inside a school. I was pretty appalled. I was pretty surprised. It was a shock because no one was notified, parent Jen Payer said. Well, here's my only, uh, I, you know, if you want to be a drag queen, be a drag queen. But is that much of a career? Boy, you'd have to be really good on the circuit. Is there a union? Like the Hopkins Performing House. uh... Ms. Jessica is a gay man who was invited by one of her fans, a Rocky Top student, to come to Career Day. All the guests talked about their jobs and its connection to literacy. This person is an adult entertainer and is talking to 12-year-old students about something of an adult nature, parent Heather Rogers said. Rocky Top principal Chelsea Bihana said the event reflected the diversity of the community. Mm. In Thornton, Colorado? (laughs) Oh, these are the people in your neighborhood. (laughs) In a letter sent to Parents Monday, she said Jessica read a chapter from Horrible Harry, 
and uh, use the text to illustrate the damage bullies can do. They need to always put kindness and acceptance at the forefront and the short-sightedness of judging a book by its cover. All of which is great, great, great. Hmm. What's it got to do with a career? Yeah, what do they perform, I guess? But you'd have to be the upper echelon. Yeah, but can drag. you make any money as a drag queen? Holy crap. No, you spend it all on what? shoes. <clears throat> According to gaytimes.co.uk. Do you have that bookmarked? A uh, drag queen can earn as much as $1,000 per show. Really? Uh, doing several shows a week can be a very lucrative career. Holy yeah. crap. Maybe we should become drag queens. Anything on the side? Wow. Well, in other words, the school went along with this as an example of inclusivity, knowing full well that being a drag queen probably isn't much of a career. Go ahead and be a drag queen if you want. And a, hang out with your buddies. Right. A top drag performer in today's market is working in mid-sized venues around the world between $2,000 and $5,000 a show up to six nights a week. What do you do? You, you do Sing, what do you do? sing dance, you know, you let perform, them, uh, tell jokes. Yeah, you let them... Um, you know, uh, ponder things. Well, there's I a burlesque guess. show that's in town oh. um, that I only became familiar with with my duties down the hallway at the other station for okay. a while. Okay, yeah. And I I knew that those uh, people made made decent money. And they have a show and they get to, they might sing and dance. Yeah. And... Okay. Ms. Jessica's heavy on the eye makeup. I got news But if you. you see it, if you, if you want... Okay, wait a minute, because I'm not trying to be silly. If you go to a show like this, do you want what do you want? A, a guy to be more feminine or how does you know what you want? Anything you want. <laughs> Ms. Jessica Surprise. says Ms. Jessica says the negative feedback from some parents won't stop her from speaking to kids no matter the age. I want to go to more elementary schools because of this experience at Rocky Top. I've already reached out to a couple of people about how to develop a TED talk, Jessica said. Uh, Jessica uses the stage name Jessica L. Hoare, W-H-O-R, Lahore, L apostrophe W-H-O-R. L apostrophe Lahore, L apostrophe W. She she said she introduced herself as Miss Jessica during career day because yeah, she did idea. not think her last name was appropriate for a school set. Well, that's I, good. I she uh, she self edited. Yeah, she did. She self edited. What are you gonna do? What's that for? Appropriate. And then I got a copy of the letter that the principal sent home, but I don't really care to read it. Uh, my, I, Did I don't, the principal have some explaining to do to the Mrs. Well, principal? Well, last Friday, Rocky Top hosted our second annual Rocky Top Reads event, and it was a great success because of so many people. We put out a call to our families and community members and received an overwhelming response. As a result, we welcomed more than 100 guest readers throughout the day on Friday. What does this have to do with the career day? Oh. Uh, over our volunteer guest readers spent 20 minutes in different classrooms talking about their career and its connection to literacy, reading to the students, and then answering questions. In addition to highlighting the connection between literacy, literacy and, a, and a successful career, this event reflected the diversity of our community. Sure. We had a broad range of careers represented, emergency responders, elected officials. That's not a career. I'd take my beef there, too. An elected official is not a career. Right. A clergy, research assistants, tradespeople, journalists, professional athletes, and even a drag queen, exclamation point. Okay. I, I just question whether, you know, you want to steer the kid to a that, – that's just a, if you want the kid to make a few bucks, I think that might be a bum career. Well, it's an right? early exposure deal where you're kind of like, you know, this is an option for you, but 
Uh, I'd rather see, you know, firefighter, telephone operator. What's the 401k retirement plan, too, in that field? My favorite career day. The the match. My Mm. my buddy Frank Domaris, who was an energy resource recycling agent field representative, meaning he drove a trash truck. Yeah. He would routinely uh, go to career days at his kid's school. I thought that was great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, he was a great, but he was also, um, he could speak. He was fun to talk to. You know to. what he was? He was a spokesman for the industry. Yes. He had my a, kid right on the back and he as had a, a great, toddler. He had a great deal of fun. I drove the truck. How, how do you like that? I drove <laughs> the damn truck. That trumped me. He wasn't, I guess we weren't that close. He just let Gabe ride in the back. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Are you gonna, this, uh, the drag queen community, I don't, I don't have time to be foghorn. Okay. The drag queen community is really making some inroads in the schools and libraries, aren't they? Why? What percentage of the population are they? I, know I would they want, say it's small. I know we're not supposed to bully people, and I, I wouldn't bully a drag queen because I don't. Because you'd get beat up by one. Probably I'd get beat <laughs> up, right. But, um, but I don't, there's a lot of inroads being made. Uh, drag queens, uh, weren't they? They were recently featured in the St. Paul Public Libraries. Yeah, for, doing the same uh, thing, reading time. Reading, and, and now out here at Rocky Top, out in Colorado, uh, drag queens are representing uh, career choice. Like I said, we're going to have to rewrite, oh, these are the people in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. people that you meet each day. Well, I guess it's representative. What they, I personally don't know any drag queens. Okay, but you make a good point. If, if Unless the, you are one and I don't know no, it. No, it would be an ugly one no matter yeah. what. It's not a perfect science. But if you have them there and it's career day, I agree with you. What What do you say is your career? My career I'm is... I'm a drag queen. I'm Jim. I dress up like a lady and, and I, I perform. perform. Yeah, I guess. Hmm. Got an agent, you know, hope to right. get on Ellen someday. I don't, right. You know. Play some CD clubs, although in you know, the way to, you know, work your way up to the, mm-hmm. the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's not for me though. Uh, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna. No, I was looking that, for, a, I was looking for a new job. But yeah. I think we're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna sit <laughs> that, that play gonna, out. Yeah, I'm gonna take that time off. You know how we're keeping track of uh, of the most uh, egregious Halloween displays uh, put up by adults that uh, certainly take children out of the equation, ruin it for children. Yeah, I got one coming up for you. Oh, will yeah. we, will it surprise us? I'm gonna give it to you before a John Height newscast. Now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Suchere. My friend that works at the airport yep. uh, ran into uh, Skip Johnson today. Skip Johnson? I know a Skip Johnson. Yeah, that's the one. Johnson Boatworks? Johnson Boatworks. Yeah. They're big white bear people. And I was, my friend was talking, I'm sorry, my friend was talking to them. How, how would your friend know Skip Johnson? Uh, they asked my friend, uh, why he does this and, and how often he works and what he, does he do anything else? Who was Skip with? Uh, his wife. Okay. They're heading south, I bet. They're, uh, they're heading south. And, uh, he got a big kick out of the fact that my friend knew you and, uh, wanted to say hello. Hi there. there. He just took a a fall. He broke his leg. No. So he was in a wheelchair. All right. Yeah. But he's fine. He wants to say hi. Hey, speaking of that, is Johnny Height there? Yeah. You know, we used to joke. Uh, that these aging rock stars were going to come out on stage with crutches or in a walker. Phil Collins yeah, did. He, he did. came and sat down. Yeah, I saw that. And apparently it was a pretty decent concert yeah, by the reviews. Not very animated, but apparently sounded good. Hey, Can go you work, Phil. Had a, had a great band. the crowd from a, a mobile well, scooter? Let me ask you guys, would you rather that they postpone the show or 
would you rather that uh, they they gutted it out and went out there? I do, well, I don't think in his case that would be you couldn't postpone. He, no, he will be like that the rest of his life. What's he's got oh. the bad back? Apparently, bad, bad back. Yeah, that affected his legs. It says. Well, he came out ha- in a Walmart type scooter, one of those, oh, like the ones you rent at the fair. <laughs> yeah, I, he did. I thought it was one of the little like you know you put your knee up when you got a sore ankle or whatever. Oh, self propelled. Yeah. yeah, but then they said he had a big chair there. He just plopped down in the big chair, and that's where he did the whole show for him. Because oh. that's what happened to you too. Remember, they were supposed to play at TCF Bank, but they had to push it back a year because Bono had the back surgery. That's right. Yep. Hmm. Bono. Alameda, California. <laughs> An East Bay homeowner's elaborate Halloween decorations are drawing a lot of curiosity from neighbors. Uh. It's a clearly an anti-Trump political theme. Oh, okay, but, you know, this is for kids. This is for kids. I hate when people do that political theme. The intricate and details display includes what appears to be an immigrant child trapped in a cage, tombstones for oh. departed White House staff members, what? caricatures of members of the Trump administration, okay. and other satirical elements. A screaming scarecrow dummy with a name tag that reads Ted Cruz sits next to a sign <laughs> stating the Texas senator is the most punchable face in America. A bewigged devil figure bearing a Donald Trump name tag ominously says, come with me and my child into the heart of darkness itself before emitting an evil laugh. Uh, The house is located on the corner of Union and San Antonio in Alameda, which is right in the Bay Area. The uh, Halloween, and and it's, listen to how this is written. This is a CBS uh, Bay Area, KPIX TV. Yep. The spooktacular Halloween display is over the top, and its creator says it has a political message no less frightening than the conservative politics that inspired it. So this guy clearly has uh, got the Trump syndrome, the Trump, uh, what's it called, the Trump uh, hatred syndrome or something. The administration is the scariest monster we can think of. That's why we do the display like this, explained uh, the owner of this uh, outfit, Daniel Balsam. Daniel Balsam. Uh, the display is the second edition that Balsam and his wife have put up, hence the title, A Very, Very Trump Halloween Part Duh. Part Duh. Okay. D-U-X? D-U-H. Oh, for real, duh. We were hoping he would be impeached between years one and years two, but the material keeps coming, said Balsam. Until we are no longer haunted by the ghost of Trump, we will be seeing this for a while. Uh, for the most part, the display has his neighbors chuckling, because you're in... You're in Euro Frisco, for right. God's sake. Right. This will play big there. Funny but sad and true, said area resident Kathleen Fenley. I'm glad he decided to use his voice to share how he feels, said neighbor Sean Cahill. Even kids are getting a kick out of the Halloween decorations. The spiders that leap menacingly toward the visitors were a big hit. So is the star of the elaborate attraction, the devilish depiction of President Trump himself. Uh, when asked why he liked Donald Trump, one little boy said, not the real one, he's just dressed up. The display has grown since he put it up last year. Balsam says he fears it could grow even bigger in 2019. It could be worse, said Balsam. I don't know if we've hit bottom. And as much as those strolling through the neighborhood were enjoying the dazzling display, at least one said she won't be sad to see it go. I would prefer this nightmare to be over soon, said Fenley. November is not too soon. Uh, Older kids who visit Balsam's display on Halloween will receive something instead of candy, Balsam has printed up diplomas from the Trumpery University. The papers read that they represent a BS degree for being suckered and are signed by President Trump, Trump Commander in Cheese. Cheese. <laughs> Commander in Cheese. Got it. A lot of puns there, huh? You know what? The, the left, as it might be represented by this guy, mm-hmm. uh, 
and it's well stated. I'm not, I'm, I'm not much of a Trump fan. Okay. He, he's an easy yeah. guy to take issue Established. with. Right. Uh, but the left, they have no ideas other than to hate Trump. Well, and this— what, what, The economy's pretty strong, even though the market's in the well, tank true. right now. Unemployment rate's lowest it's been in hundreds of thousands of millions, gazillions of years. Brazilians. Yeah. And—, and uh, <laughs> what, Well, they have nothing to counter with. And that homeowner chimed in with, we thought he would be impeached in the first two years. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't impeach someone if there's nothing impeachable mm -hmm. uh, to attempt. I mean, he's no uncouth and he's— Petulant yeah, right, and he's right, agreed. feral and he's he's uh, just a know, dreadful, dreadful you're guy. Sort of float away from me here, but just a dreadful, dreadful guy. But he's uh, he's he's doing what he said he'd do. <laughs> he's you know uh, he's doing a lot of other things. Yeah, he's got a lot of stuff going on. But let's not waver. Let's not drift too far. Yep. Uh, that just falls under the rubric of here's another adult who doesn't give a bleep about kids. Right. Uh, he's going to use how he's going to, he's going to hijack Halloween from the kids. Just like the first case we came across this, these people were, was it in Fargo? Uh, yes. Where she had the bloody hand sticking yes. up, help written on the window in blood. <laughs> that, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> Have a little, throw a couple of gravestones out there. Or maybe it's some spooky, spooky uh, uh, a fog. You know, I like the stuff. witch that flies into the tree. That's funny. <laughs> I think that's, that's funny. funny. I like yes. a witch that flies that's into funny. the tree. How about the guy Bonk. hanging from the, uh, the railing or the uh, the gutter. Didn't we have that? Uh, is that the guy that's trying to hang the lights? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that one. And then the guy who recreated an entire aircraft uh, airline <laughs> yeah. disaster on his roof. Yeah, I mean, that come one on. What, not, we don't want that. What's the point? You know what? People have too much time on their hands. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Because they all won the lottery and they need a place to go. <laughs> Can you imagine what this guy would do with his have. display if he had won the lottery? I would have oh. a you know, It would make Clark Griswold look like a nightlight. Mm-hmm. I'd probably have a Halloween walk-through house. Could you? Buy just, you know, one of those houses for a dollar Yeah, that's down in a seedy area and then dare people to come in. Is that a ghost in there? <laughs> Ain't none of my business. <laughs> right. What's up with your house? Ain't none of my business. I feel you. Roll credits. Can Roll we, credits. Can we have uh, John Heights news, please? <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's about time. All right. Okay. by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. That's a stooge? It is. Stooger. Stooger. I could listen to this guy for a long time. Come on now. Here's John Hyde. Thank you, Joe. Authorities are reporting an outbreak of a mild form of bird flu in turkeys in Candiohi County in west-central Minnesota. The World Organization for Animal Health says routine surveillance testing confirmed on Monday the presence of a low pathogenic N5N2 virus in a flock of 40,000 turkeys in Minnesota's top turkey-producing uh, county. The virus originated in wild birds. The affected flock has been quarantined but has shown no signs of illness. The farm will be allowed to market the birds. The virus is different from the highly pathogenic H5N2 virus that caused a massive outbreak in U.S. turkeys and chickens back in 2015. That resulted in the deaths of nearly 50 million birds. And I believe, didn't it also result in Joe Souchere wearing a mask at the state fair? 
Was I that? believe it did, or that was the was swine that the flu. Swine that flu. might have been the swine flu. Yeah. Yeah. The outbreak led to tighter biosecurity on poultry farms around the U.S. <laughs> I think I remember this. I hear the bird flu. <laughs> it's rolling around the bay, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in bird flu prison. And time keeps dragging on. Bird selection. But that train keeps rolling on down to San Antonio. Bird flu. Demonstrators wearing dark hoods and masks tried to interrupt a Duluth City Council meeting as members considered buying additional protective gear for police officers. The protesters chanted, no riot gear for the DPD before the council. Wait a minute. Cons- These morons were in there with uh, covering their faces? Yeah, they had uh, masks and, uh, yeah. Stuff, hoods and masks. Mm-hmm. It looks like you mowing their lawn. They chanted, no riot gear for the DPD before the council considered the $84,000 purchase of helmets with visors and elbow and chest pads. Opponents of the purchase have tied it to the Line 3 oil pipeline repl- uh, replacement project, <laughs> making its way through Minnesota's regulatory system. Pipeline opponents have long criticized police for what they say were violent tactics at the Standing Rock pipeline protests in North Dakota. Minnesota Public Radio News said protesters have been gearing up to stop construction along the pipeline route after the Line 3 project received approval from the Public Utilities Commission over the summer. The council did approve the purchase Monday night. A Twin Cities man who had two brief stints as a major league pitcher has been charged with cheating a post-baseball employer out of about a quarter of a million dollars while working as its accountant. 37-year-old Ben Hendrickson of Excelsior was charged in Anoka County District Court with four counts of theft by swindle for several years after he left his job last year. Hendrickson, who was charged by summons, has a court appearance scheduled for November 30th. According to the complaint, he was working for Floors Northwest in Fridley. Hendrickson would alter the amount of cash received to make it look like less was collected from the sales staff. He deposited the lower amount and kept the rest. About $160,000 of the money he stole was taken in the final two years of his employment. He also shifted ten grand of the company's money to a personal health care account that paid his medical bills. Hendrickson admitted to police he stole from the company, but thought the total was more like fifty to $75,000. He said he took the money to help pay bills as he was working paycheck to paycheck. Hendricks' progression to the big leagues started at Bloomington Jefferson High School before he was drafted by the Brewers in 1999. He pitched in 10 games for the parent club in 2004, four more in 2006. Uh, his major league win-loss record was 1-10. in 10. He played. He bounced around the minors until the Twins released him in June 2009 while he was with Class AAA Rochester. Never heard of him. I, yeah, I don't remember, Ben. Do you, Chris? Yeah. Chris I, does know him. Okay. President Trump bad, bad, bad choices, Ben. Bad choices. One in ten. Uh, one in ten is where he's at. Hey, he made it. Hey, well, going to win the World Series. <sighs> I hate. To I say hope this, you're not asking me because I don't even know. It's going to be the Boston I know Red it's Sox, it. and I hate saying it because I I am now with you, Joe. I cannot stand that fan base. I almost hate the Red Sox more than the Yankees. Now. I do. It's, I've come full circle. Oh God, I'm not I a Red Sox. They're guy. just insufferable. They really are. They're worse than the Cub fans. Wow. No, I, I, I really was hoping that Milwaukee was going to find a way yeah. to get past the Dodgers. But at this point, I, I just want to see a good series. But I, I'm afraid the Red Sox are going to be uh, a And bit the Red Sox much. are a leading culprit in uh, four-and-a-half-hour games, too. Oh, my God, yes. They are at the head of that line. Yep. 
President Trump and Chinese President Xi Jinping will meet at the G20 summit in Buenos Aires next month as the two countries remain far apart on trade and China's alleged theft of American technology. Top White House economic advisor Larry Kudlow told reporters Tuesday morning the two richest countries' leaders will meet for, quote, a bit at the summit, but acknowledge that China has yet to agree on any of what the United States is asking as far as trade goes. 54 degrees and raining in Boston. Yeah, right when now. Johnny and I were looking yeah. at the forecast earlier, it doesn't look good for the ballgame tonight. 50% chance of rain at 6, 30% chance of rain at 7. Uh, the game goes off at 8 o'clock Boston time when it looks to be clear. 9 o'clock looks to be clear, and then rain returns at 10 o'clock in Boston. I'm not liking their chances. No. Well, they better hurry. Better quit messing around with their gloves and stepping in and out if they want to miss the rain, right? That's right. That's an incentive. That's right. Let's get this done before the rain hits, boys. The Green Giant logo, as well as the Green Giant statue in Blue Earth, will have a new look this November. The Minnesota-founded brand of vegetables, now part of B&G Foods, has announced a partnership with the Movember Foundation, a charity devoted to men's health issues like prostate and testicular cancer prevention and awareness, mental health, and suicide prevention. Yeah. As part of this partnership, the Green Giant will sport a mustache in the month of November. That includes the more than 55-foot-tall he, statue. Is he clean shaven right now? And I believe so, Jolly yeah. Jolly Green Giant. Yeah. Let's look at what he is. A release said the statue's mustache should weigh in at about 15 pounds and measure over four feet long. The wait is over. The three uh, We had this story when it originally happened, the giraffe that was born out at the zoo. Yep. Uh, we now have a name. Okay. With 43% of votes, the giraffe has been named Penelope. All right. The other options were Lily and Tulip. The baby giraffe was born October 2nd to Mother Daisy and Father Skeeter. The ballots were cast during MEA weekend at Como Park Zoo and Conservatory. You know, they're all lovely names, I think. You know a lot about giraffe births, don't you? I've witnessed a birth on YouTube. It's fascinating how that mother can carry a full-grown giraffe around in her. It's just amazing. You know, your jolly green giant has got rather, um, you know, he wears the leaves. Yep. Uh, it, it's like the old basketball pants. It Not covering up much? No. It don't, well, you can't really, he doesn't it doesn't go down far. So what I, you're saying is if Wilt Chamberlain tried to wear that same outfit, we'd, yeah. uh, we'd see a lot more. I don't think there's anything of a sexual nature in the jolly green I giant. I don't think so either, but I'm just, I'm <laughs> noticing the... You know, it's not even, I mean, it's way it's above fine. The you know what it is, uh, Matt? It's a bean, so I wouldn't worry. Whoa. Hey now. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's so short. <laughs> yeah. That could be why. Yeah. It's a bean. The, How very, about, the very humble Jolly Green Giant. You the could green be, bean. You could, you could become the Jolly Green Giant drag queen. Yeah. Another How about that? Career Throw him in move. drag. Maybe huh? get him a little, uh, you know. With a mustache? Well, Mike works for some. Not for me. I don't think I'm. Is it, where do you see that? When you take a bend in 169? 169 just south of Lesseur yep. before you get to Henderson. Yep. Got it. A bomb was found in a mailbox at the suburban New York compound of George Soros, the liberal billionaire philanthropist who's been the target of right-wing conspiracy theorists. Federal investigators reviewing surveillance video, trying to figure out whether the package had been sent through the mail or delivered in some other way. A security officer at the compound about 50 miles north of Manhattan became suspicious of the package Monday afternoon, put it in a wooded area before alerting the FBI and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Agents came out, safely detonated the device. Apparently it contained explosive powder. One official said it was not a hoax device. The Bedford Police Department said the FBI Terrorism Task Force is investigating the situation.
The Minnesota Department of Transportation says continued high water levels on the St. Croix River may delay plans to close a gap on the Stillwater Lift Bridge. A release from MnDOT had planned to replace the bridge's span number six, two spans each of east of the lift span. On November 1st, the bridge, which is being transformed into a bicycle-pedestrian crossing, is not operational due to repairs already underway, but replacing the span would effectively end the 2018 lift schedule for most large marine traffic. See, i got to remind you guys. What? Thursday starts the... Uh, Annual watch show at the Highland Park store, R.F. Moeller. Oh, yeah. There are three R.F. Moeller jeweler locations, Highland, uh, 50th in France and Edina, and Gavaday Common in St. Paul. But these are uh, extraordinary watch events because these are the best watch brands in the industry, Rolex, Tudor, Tag Heuer, Swiss Army, Shinola, Raymond Weil. And you go in there and you tell Moeller, I'm a GL podcast listener. You get $250 off any watch at $500 or more. And uh, for a new deal for uh, GL podcast listeners, you get 100 bucks off any Rolex overhaul. Now, what they do is they bring all the watches from the other stores to the Highland location at Ford in Cleveland. And uh, Thursday through Saturday, a wonderful, wonderful watch event. You're not buying a watch to tell time. You're buying it as an heirloom, as a gift, as a celebration of achievement. These are wonderful, wonderful timepieces. Three reasons to visit RF Moeller Jeweler. One, they're bringing you this podcast. Two, you can save 250 bucks on any watch priced at $500 or more. And three, you're going to get 100 bucks off on any Rolex overhaul. RF Moeller Jeweler. It's that time again in Florida, the return of the Puss Caterpillar. I don't like that. Gross name. Oh. It's like a lake name. Be a good lake name. Though. Yeah. Where are you? We're up on Puss Caterpillar. Yeah, Puss Caterpillar <laughs> kind of winds in there. The experts say the fuzzy creature might look friendly, but says make sure you stay away. One Spring Hill man claims he recently was bitten by a pus caterpillar, while a couple in Riverview told a local news station they spotted at least three of the insects behind their home. Uh, they are soft, they're uh, fluffy looking, they have hair that comes out, but it actually hides small, sharp spines. That Jeez. stick to your skin. What about the pus part? Gross. The pus caterpillar sting feels like a bee sting, only worse. The pain immediately and rapidly gets worse after being stung and can even make your bones hurt, says Don Hall. He's an entomologist at the University of Florida. He said it can be definitely incapacitating. A pus caterpillar bite does not necessarily require a trip to the emergency room, but the Florida Poison Information Center in Tampa warns those who have a history of Hay fever, asthma, or allergy, or develop an allergic reac uh, reaction should contact a doctor immediately. Uh, one way to decrease pain by removing the caterpillar's venom-filled spines, which those bitten can do by covering the affected area with tape and then just peeling the tape off. The spines come with it. You could also apply ice packs. Those would help. Well, there are two generations of pus caterpillars every year, one in the spring and another in the fall. Uh, the creatures spend the winter in cocoons. If you spot a pus caterpillar, which can be found on oak and, cit uh, oak and citrus trees, keep your distance, according to the experts. Is this in Florida, John? Yes, that's correct. I see. We ain't got no citrus trees. I do, you know what I do? I take to my bed if I get bit. Take to your bed? Why? I take to my bed and rest on, my, uh, on a mattress topper for my pillow. Clever. That's what I would do. Yeah. And by the way, if you're thinking about buying a mattress, you should check out Mike Lindell's uh, great product. It's a mattress topper. Three unique layers designed to provide superior support, distribute body weight for ultimate comfort, and regulate your body temperature to keep you comfortable. Uh, these are 10-year warranties. 
60-day money-back guarantee. They come in seven sizes from Twin to Cal King. And uh, Mike is extending a special offer to GL Podcast listeners now through December 31st. You can save 30% on any size MyPillow mattress topper and get two MyPillow standard pillows when you enter the promo GL at checkout. 30% off and two standard MyPillows you can't lose. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the mattress topper button on the homepage, and enter the promotional code GL at checkout. Go to MyPillow.com, click on Mattress Topper button on the homepage, and enter promotion code GL at checkout. Breathing through your nose can boost your memory. I do that a lot. Breathe through your nose? Breathe through yeah. the nose. Yeah. If, uh, it improves the transfer of the events we experience in our daily lives to our long-term memory bank, that according to new research. In the study, participants exposed to certain odors were better at recalling them if their mouths had been taped over. Really? The findings add to a growing body of evidence that inhaling through the nose rather than the mouth enhances cognition. Intriguingly, recent studies have also suggested a fading sense of smell is one of the first signs of Alzheimer's disease. Professor, uh, Professor Artin Arshemian of the Karolinska Institute in Sweden said memory passes through three main stages, encoding Consolidation and retrieval, breathing through the nose compared to the mouth, enhances recognition memory. It demonstrates first that nasal respiration is important during the critical period where memories are reactivated and strengthened. And he said, second, it suggests the neutral mechanisms responsible may emerge from breathing through your nose. What is the significance of saying before you breathe through your nose, does this smell like chloroform? (laughs) You guys aware of these brothers in Michigan who faced nearly 500 grand in fines? Yeah. Because they took down 400 trees on their own property? Didn't what? Because they no. want to plant a Christmas tree farm. Gary and Matt Percy removed the trees with the intention of creating a Christmas tree farm on the Canton Township plot, 16 acres. And uh, their attorney, Michael Patwell, said uh, the land was filled with invasive plants. So they took down the trees, and the city came along and said, well, you didn't get a permit to do that. It's their land. It's their land. This case is about misguided overreach, Pat Well said. It is unavoidably about whether people who own property are allowed to use it. We contend the Percy brothers exercised a farming exemption in the local tree removal law to clear the historic pasture behind their business and develop a Christmas tree farm. On their own property. Township attorney Kristen Kolb said the brothers were told last year they needed a permit to remove the trees. They never came and got one, Kolb said. Mm. Mm-hmm. The township also requires landowners to replace any removed trees before cutting them down. Uh, Kolb said an arborist, an arborist estimated the number of trees cut down by comparing the land parcel to a nearby property with similar forestry. What the hell? The Percy's uh, believe they were exercising a state and local exemption for farming when they cleared the land, but city officials arrived on site and signaled immediately their intention to levy big fines in excess of 700 grand, Patwell said. But that's not what this case is about. We are talking here about a parcel of former pasture land surrounded entirely by industrial activity. Kolb said the brothers have a few options. Pay into the tree fund to plant new trees across the township, plant replacement trees, or a combination of both. So I guess you got to be really careful what you even do on your own land, don't you? Own land. Unbelievable. I saw the map, the aerial map. And what they do? They just went. And they're did- in the middle of an industrial park. They're gonna, they're gonna bring new life to it by planting Christmas trees. Why are you hassling them? Right, city, get your noses out of their own business. Mm-hmm.
Can we, um, are you done with that story? I am. Can we do something chef surprise? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why this person is calling, but can we find out? Very persistent. All right. Who is it? Go ahead, garage. Oh! What was it? I don't know. It rang, but I, why is somebody calling right now? I have no idea. Because people are catching on when we do this. Oh. Are we going to do it tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, we're doing it tomorrow. tomorrow. Are we going to do it tomorrow? I think Are you so. going to be here tomorrow? I think so. I know I'm going to be here tomorrow. I'm going to be. We're getting this to close to down. Halloween. I want to make sure we're going to be, be here tomorrow. If you found us, you found us at garagelogic.com, but please don't forget to rate us on Apple iTunes. You can rate one through five. I think I was a D plus today, but the rest of the guys are probably going to be a five out of five. Check it out. Thanks. Tell your friends and neighbors. It's the Garage Logic Podcast. We'll have another edition coming out very soon. So always check to find out, subscribe, so you'll be notified when the new ones come out. Thanks. Talk to you tomorrow.